a world of beauty. Beauty is in the mind. Possessing inner beauty isn't just a consolation prize for those less than genetically blessed with physical beauty. Science tells us that our perception of beauty is deeply rooted in our psychological makeup, which colors the way we view beauty. Inner beauty is a term colloquially used to describe goodness and kindness. Altruistic virtues that simply make life on Earth better and more peaceful for everyone. More than that, inner beauty literally captures the science of beauty itself—a phenomenon that involves complex neuroscience pathways affecting the mind and emotions. Turns out, our perception of beauty is mostly an internal experience. This episode, learn why I think the way I think about beauty, and why I believe physical metrics judging beauty are at best arbitrary. Hi guys, I'm Dr. Tio Wan Lin, an accredited dermatologist and host of this podcast, Dermatologist Talks: Science of Beauty. Now we learned from the previous episode all about the science of beauty, which really points us to what's happening in our minds that impacts our perception. Once we establish that beauty is an emotion, it logically follows all other emotional responses. That is how we think will directly affect our emotions and our perception of beauty. Let me start with my personal emotional journey battling beauty. I say battling because I distinctly remember struggling with how I looked, picking on the shape of my nose, my high forehead, and even feeling at one point of time that my hair was too thick and bushy. These are ridiculous to me now, but I was really plagued by these insecurities, magnified by my time as a model in my late teens. Fascinating that while I'm turning thirty-eight this year, two decades later, I'm feeling more beautiful than ever. Guess what has changed? My inner world. Our inner beauty. Is as real as our constantly changing perceptions about beauty itself. Truly, I have found that I am more beautiful today than when I was eighteen, to myself at least. The reason is also apparent: my fault-finding nature. Uglified everything I saw in my teen self, whereas my mature self is grateful. That I look just the way I look, simply because no one else looks exactly like me. The thing is, everyone wants to know secrets to looking and feeling beautiful. Let me say that confidence is one sure thing that comes with age and maturity. Practicing something for ten thousand hours apparently makes one an expert. Carrying yourself beautifully also takes practice. However, human psychology is very interesting in that subtle micro movements, micro expressions, are big giveaways even for amateur observers. So, in that sense, fake it until you make it. 
want to work here. Then again, that is my perspective, and another depending on their own life experiences and how they chose to process these may not feel the same way. The best response, though, is not to care. How others viewed me used to impact me a lot, and I realized after a while that modeling as a teen was perhaps the worst job in the world for someone who is self-conscious. This is because you are judged purely by how you look, move, and something even as subjective as vibe can be used as a way to assess your performance. Getting better at modeling to me meant getting rid of as much self-consciousness as possible, and this actually includes consciousness of beauty itself. What is interesting is that many of us can pick up on people who are conscious of maybe how beautiful or handsome they feel they are. And we actually intuitively find that repulsive, and even attribute that as being arrogant or simply being a cliche. The science behind attraction is not simple. Firstly, attraction is highly subjective. However, psychology can teach us a thing or two in terms of getting inside another's brain to find out what makes them tick. Beauty, for example, must be distinguished from lust. The latter being a sensual pleasure and is not the focus of our talk today. The science of attraction, according to psychological studies, shows that we can perceive altruistic virtues such as kindness and goodness in an individual's face. This is quite a surprising finding, given that we ought to be able to judge these by actions only. So apparently, our eyes and brain can perceive these in micro expressions found in an individual's face. So this could be a real reason why we should focus on inner beauty, which is what will draw people to you. I truly believe that our inner world determines our psychological state that ultimately manifests in the material, physical sense. Well, this may be wordplay, but inner beauty doesn't just refer to possessing virtues. It's all about learning to seek beauty on the inside of ourselves, even. Art is particularly relevant because it schools us in detecting. Um, that what is subtle is beautiful, and only a trained eye, for example, can appreciate beauty in a masterpiece, as opposed to a counterfeit. So we train our minds to perceive beauty where we want to, and we will find ourselves much happier and content. This starts a positive cycle of being beautiful because you feel beautiful, irrespective of how physical attributes are judged, mostly by others. On the topic of self-help, we find that the guru's advice is always to manage one's emotions, to stay calm, and to rationalize instead of reacting emotionally.
Looks like the science tells us the same advice can be applied when it comes to beauty. I truly believe that beauty is an emotional state reflecting our inner world. So let's keep calm and be beautiful. Since psychology research also tells us that our feelings can give us away via microexpressions, it may be helpful to manage our emotional world better. Being beautiful is essentially how we choose to wire our emotions optimally in response to anything. I coined the phrase "the art of expression" as an alternative viewpoint on the topic of beauty. The character of a face, for example, truly has more to do with the vibe or the disposition of the individual. That essentially. Is channeled by their subtle movements,、um, movements of the facial muscles, known as micro expressions. So my best interpretation is that authenticity, starting from your emotions, can directly affect our facial expressions. Hence, inner beauty can be the key to charisma. Also known as the X factor, taking time to cultivate one's inner world, enriching it with aesthetic experiences in the humanities, can affect the faculties of memory, intelligence, and imagination. It may well be that our face shows the richness of these when we ultimately express ourselves. We also know that our favorite expressions eventually imprint on the aging face, and that may just be the science behind the X factor, or what one refers to as charisma. For example, our mind can also choose to believe whether we are beautiful or not. Our mind creates emotions that show up on our faces via expressions that other people can read. Our mind can cause us to act confident because we feel confident. That can contribute to the elusive X factor, which is as precise as it is literal. It simply cannot be defined. This is another reason why I make the case for inner beauty as a way through which our physical world is impacted by our inner world. In addition, we have to know that psychologists believe that memories, just like intelligence, are involved in experiencing beauty. So the case for promoting psychological well-being in our quest for beauty is more urgent than ever, given the increasing incidences of public figures, celebrities in the prime of their lives, who seem to struggle with their self-image, and this ultimately impacts their mental health and. In very unfortunate cases, can even lead to suicide. Philosophers have stated that the most intense experiences of beauty 
involve recollections of memories. So I wonder if it is part of the emotional and mental processing of certain experiences that these individuals experience that affects the way they ultimately reflect on themselves and the way they see themselves. Our experiences are recorded not just in our minds. But our faces could well bear traces of our emotional memories, traces of our personality acquired throughout our lifetime of practice. I question erasing these because they may well be what ultimately makes our faces unique and charismatic. The case for prioritizing inner beauty. Is really that mental wellness is critical to memory functioning,、um, and this relates to our ability to appreciate beauty not just in ourselves but in others. A psychologically unwell individual may find themselves chronically dissatisfied about their appearance. And the latter may end up becoming an inherent risk factor for mental health problems. So you can see that judging beauty with physical metrics simply isn't sustainable. So with all the talk about sustainable beauty, I feel this is one aspect that we should focus on. Beyond this, we have yet to see also the longer-term psychological impact of aesthetic enhancements,、um, what they would be on an aging population. While that remains to be studied and to be reviewed, what seems sensible to me is to encourage as is beauty as the best trend to follow. Being raw, natural, and actually being able to convey yourself in a healthy and psychologically well way, I feel, is the ultimate epitome of what it means to be beautiful. To change our minds, to alter our own perception, I feel that is a much more sustainable approach to beauty. The scope of this episode is to bring to light the potential benefits of a positive psychological state in terms of shaping the aging face. I also hope to add some diversity in the interpretation of the term "the science of beauty," one that is currently the basis for cosmetic dermatological interventions. One should feel free to entertain alternative ideas about the beauty of the aging face, and about beauty in general as well. To realize that it is as fleeting as our constantly changing perceptions and emotions. 